Hello and welcome again to an all new episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks so much for checking us out here at Beckett.com slash radio or on iTunes podcasting or on SoundCloud. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to bring on Matt Bible, who's our non-sports and gaming analyst. He's going to talk all about some really interesting products coming out like Garbage Pail Kids, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. There's a couple of shows going on or had had been going on last weekend in Philadelphia and next weekend in Los Angeles that he's going to talk about and some interesting products coming out as well as Eric Norton. Eric Norton, he, uh, he was on a couple weeks ago, but we're bringing both of those guys on to talk about the Inside New Releases segment with 2014 Panini Country Music. Yes, Country Music is getting a trading card product, and it actually looks kind of cool. So we're going to dive into that with those two guys, and we're going to stick Matt into the news around the hobby with some new licenses that Cryptozoic just acquired, as well as some cool other interesting non-sport-related Uh, news that's going on in the hobby. We're also going to bring in, obviously, Chris Olds. He's a big person around here at the Beckett Media offices, as well as company Brian, Brian Fleischer. We're going to talk about, unfortunately, Oscar Tavares, the St. Louis Cardinals player. Uh, He passed away at the unfortunate age of uh, 22, and it, it was really sad because we all found out Pretty much during the World Series, one of the games this uh, past weekend. So that was really unfortunate. Thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. We all know that it has affected a lot of players, both on the Giants and the Royals, because there are some Dominican Republic ties with them. So it it was definitely interesting, and it it was really sad to see how uh, the the Kansas City Royals pitcher, uh, I think his name is Venturas, Tuesday night, He did a rest in peace OT number 18 on his hat, which got sent off to Cooperstown. That was a really cool thing. Uh, So we're going to talk to them about that, as well as Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's in the news one last time, hopefully more, but uh, he's in the news for another time. Panini is buying, and they're getting all these buyback autographs that they're going to put in future products within the next couple months. So that's a big deal because, obviously, Derek Jeter is a big household name. He's not going to be around for a lot longer. So it'll be nice to see him in some Panini products, full logos and all that good stuff. Uh, let's let's get this show going. Started off with with the main segment that is upcoming product releases and pricing. We got a lot of releases going on next Wednesday, but this Friday we have a few products. Panini Flawless Football. Everyone is excited for that. The pictures on Beck.com/news and on Panini's blog, The Knights Lance, are incredible, incredible. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's so cool to see. And I'm, I'm excited to see what that product has to offer as it's being broken up. So definitely check that out. That's on Friday the 31st, as well as Garbage Pail Kids. That's coming out on Friday too. Matt Bible, he's going to come on in a little bit and talk more about Garbage Pail Kids because there's some interesting things that's going on with that, with that being kind of the 30th anniversary for that product. Next Wednesday, we have a boatload of products coming out. Hopefully they stay in that scheduled release date, it might get pushed back, but you never know. Tops NFLPA rookie premier football, totally certified football, upper deck series one hockey, and press pass cup chase racing. Those are all coming out Wednesday, November 5th. 
checklist should be av- I mean checklist will be available on the 5th or the next day so check that out on your OPGs for your viewing pleasure the panini flawless football and the garbage pail kids hopefully will be in the system by Friday so you'll be able to view it on Saturday now with pricing there's only been a few products so it, it's been a slow week but uh, obviously as you can tell with the releases that are coming out it's going to be a busy few weeks here in the next couple weeks so definitely stay tuned for that but as far as pricing goes we have two 2014-15 artifacts hockey has been a big seller so check that out our hockey analyst justin grunert has said that it's been a great product to bust and a lot of people are enjoying it so check that out pricing is currently done you can check it out on your opgs and your upcoming hockey and bscm coming out here very soon and 2014 Tops Update Baseball. That's currently being priced by our baseball analyst, Brian Fleischer. He's currently doing that, so it should be done here in the next couple days. So I would expect everything to be done on the site by Friday. So that should be good to go on your OPGs and your upcoming baseball and BSEM magazines. So let's get away from the new products and pricing. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But we brought in two price guide analysts here at Beckett Media, Mr. Eric Norton. Howdy. And Mr. Matt Bible. Shalom. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Well, uh, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. It's been a busy day today. It, it really has. We had some Efratelli pizza today, so that kind of helped. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it kind of helped. Kinda, it kind of didn't. It made me tired. Yeah. So <laughs> any progress I made earlier with the sort list, it kind of slowed me down. So Yeah. So I, I don't know about Eric. But, you know. <laughs> Eric's, you know, he, he's just happy being here. You know, he, he's just a happy guy. So uh, let's talk about trading cards. There's a really interesting product that's coming out for Panini. They just announced it here the past couple of days. This Country music yes. product. It, it, I mean, Panini country music. It's not really a like a flawless or immaculate collection. It's just Panini country music. What's up with that, Matt? Like, what's what's with the name? Uh, with the name? Yeah. Um, what's going think, on with that? I think um, is using it as an opportunity to sell a genre of music. Okay. It's been a while since we've had an actual genre of music uh, put into a product. I mean, yeah. We've had sets devoted to like michael jackson in recent years justin bieber kiss one direction elvis but yeah Yeah. elvis is another one but as far as a broad genre that includes a a lot of superstar uh, musicians we haven't had that in a while yeah um and i think that's probably what what's behind that and i think that's probably a good idea because you want to when you create a music product especially in on sports you want to try to reach a broad base of fans and, yeah. and, and country music fans are everywhere. So, you know, I think a country product is, is kind of overdue really. Definitely. I, I think this is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, and, yes. and, and my, my next question was that, you know, if it's going to be a big deal, can you see card companies start to go after other genres of music? I, you know, me and Eric, we were talking about rap, yeah. you know, hip hop. I mean, that that's a whole nother, you know, you, you even had Panini. You had Panini having DJ Cool and Biz Marquee at their VIP show. Right. You know, and, yes. and people were going crazy for that. Matt, do you think that rap, hip hop, rock, you know, Christian music? I mean, do you think that's kind of the next wave of stuff? Um, Eric, yeah. I'm <laughs> st- what did I say? <laughs> you said Matt, I'm sorry. Right. Um, right as you're looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Matt. In the eye and him. Um, Eric, what do you think about that? I, I, I think it could be. I, I, yeah. With this set in particular, looking at the names on it, um, you know, Florida Georgia, I'm sorry, Florida Georgia line. You know, they're 
and Jason Aldean. They're they're the the epitome of that that bro country move, movement right now. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, taking I'm, taking things over. Yeah, for a little I'm, bit. I'm I'm uh, I'm more excited by by some of the older names I see on it. You know, uh, Alabama. I, he's not older, but Pat Green. He's a local guy here in the area, and but uh, he's big. And he, he's he's huge. huge uh, yeah. Eli Young Band. Uh-huh. They're another local act that. And then you see names like uh, Winona. I mean, she's so big. She's She's Michael Jordan-esque in country music. She has a name. Also, going down here, Alabama. 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 Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's that's big. Yeah, Alabama. Well, what, what do you think, you know, as far as other genres of music? Well, I'll pick one of the names off this list, uh, Darius Rucker. Um, he's yeah. he's go, signing man. autographs. And if you're going to have somebody, and I'm going back to the 90s here because that was my generation, but uh, Leanne Rimes is also in that list. So it's going to appeal to the people uh, – who have that crossover appeal, like Darius Rucker fans who were fans of Hootie and the Blowfish, which oh, yeah. was more rock, uh, you know, alternative style mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Leanne Rimes, obviously, was, that's when she started. She was, what, 13 or 14 oh, yeah. yep. in the 90s, and she just took off. So it's going to appeal to other pe- fans of other genres. It's going to appeal to people who are, you know, reminiscent. They like that retro <laughs> that retro feel for a, a card set as far as uh, certain musicians are concerned. Yeah. Uh, the crossover appeal is definitely there. I think if, you know, they released a series two and maybe had more <laughs> people, maybe if they had, uh, I'm trying to think of some people who've made that, that transition. Well, Kid Rock. Yeah. He's that, done country true. stuff. Yeah. Um, so if, if they had Kid Rock maybe in, his, in, in the country set or whatever. But, I mean, you can even make a point in doing, like, uh, classic, country classic. Yes. And do Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, you know, and then make the, the popular mainstream acts like right now, like, you know, the, the bro country, like you said, Eric, you know, to, to appeal to even more niche groups in the car collecting community. I mean, obviously, this is kind of a tester product, I bet to see how people are going to react. But like you guys said, it's going to be a hit, yes. you know, and I believe that too. So Well, the market's obviously there. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, uh, and you're right, classic country musicians, they could, I mean, sky's the limit to what they could do. Oh, yeah. Cut signatures. I, I would I would love to have a cut signature of Johnny Cash. Yeah. But it, it even has down here authentic signatures of Ronnie Millsap, so they're already thinking of old school country a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, they, they got the basic fare for any card set. You've got parallels, you've got dual signatures, um, relics. So they're applying the same basic uh, formula to card sets with, you know, the country music set. So I think it's it's got definitely has room to, to grow, has vast potential. I think the last country music set that was ever done was in the 90s. So yeah. the country music genre has never received this treatment in the card industry, unless yeah. it's pop century or something like that. But yeah. this is a whole set devoted to country music with all these types of inserts and, and relics and all kinds of wonderful hits that you can get in a box. Yeah, now, Eric, you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I was just if this does go go into a series two, and he was we were, we were talking about names that, that could come, you know, Garth Brooks. Oh yeah, George yep. Strait, uh, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash has already been said. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a huge thing. The possibility of a of a, a country music Hall of Fame insert set is is great. And then going into other genres, and I know we talked about it off mm-hmm. off mic, but if they did a hip hop that above and beyond anything else, I don't know how it would be marketed. Yeah, but that ain't our job. It's not our job. But, <laughs> yeah, but Panini, if you're listening, please do a hip hop. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it just it would be really cool. And I mean, relics of 
of hip hop artists, like you said, like Public Enemy yeah. T-shirts mm-hmm. or something. You know that. that yeah, like, that that would be crazy. Biggie, Tupac, just so uh, it, it does say on here that there's going to be a hit in every pack. Uh, eight cards per pack, four packs per box, mm-hmm. and if you guys are willing to buy a case, there's 20 boxes per case. Uh, now, December 3rd is the scheduled release date. Yes. We all know that that might either be bumped up or moved back like all other products Always are. Always subject to change. Yeah, so uh, be be on the lookout for that. This product looks really cool. I mean, the pictures that Chris Olds did on Beckett.com slash news, you know, you have a Miranda Lambert relic autograph card. You have a triple auto, uh, a triple relic uh, patch of, I think that's Alabama, that's right? Alabama. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the pictures that I've seen so far are really cool. And I'm not a big country fan, but if they did a rock or I mean, even a jazz, I'm a huge jazz fan, to get autographs, cut signatures from guys from the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, Coltrane, Miles, you know, uh, uh, Dave Brubeck, those guys, that would be crazy. And that could be something, but you never know. So this is obviously the big tester to see what happens. They're, They're in Texas. So they started with country, so we'll see what happens. Closing remarks, Mr. Eric. I think this is going to be great. Um, yeah. December 3rd is right before Christmas. That's a smart release. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe maybe even getting a, getting a box or two oh. see what's going on. All right. Matt, what do you think? I'll definitely be checking it out. I'll, you know, if anything, just to learn a little bit more about modern country. Yeah. Uh, since I need to, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's just not my genre of music, but uh, I know it's really popular with my friends and really popular with with the masses. So definitely, um, it's definitely a nice little experiment that I think Panini's got here, and uh, I guess time will tell to see, you know, how popular it is and, and how well it sells. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks guys for coming in, Matt. Stick around. We're going to talk a little bit more, but Eric, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, see you guys. All right, so now that we kicked Eric out, let's let's talk about some good stuff here. Okay. Uh, Matt Bible, our non-sports gaming expert here. For Matt. the time being. For the time being, yeah. You're doing all right for now. Uh, yeah, you, who I, I might be out on my ear here in yeah, six so, weeks. Yeah, yeah. but uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. We talked, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, something like that, about some great stuff going on in mm-hmm. the non-sports world. And now there's even more good stuff happening. Absolutely. Let's, there's a let's lot talk, of things going on. Yeah, let, we, we talked about the James <clears throat> Bond product that was coming out mm-hmm. but let's talk about how crazy these autographs are selling i mean we predicted that it, they would yeah but i mean they're getting even more crazier out there yes they are um th- this is probably one of the best james bond autograph sets i've seen yeah um, just because they were able to get three bonds uh to put in and actually two of the or one of the bonds has two autographs that one is a case incentive and one as uh, a regular insert card, mm. but you've got Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig and Roger Moore, who are the the heavy hitting yeah. uh, autographs. But the the Brosnan and the Craig are the ones that are really selling. Uh, Craig also has an autograph with uh, Dame Judi Dench and another case incentive card, a dual mm. signature card. All of these, all of these signatures, yeah, what make these so great? From what I've seen so far, they are all on card, and that's something I was going to bring up. Is that you know, for a product like this. You would almost have to do on card. Yes, and that I mean that's probably why it's selling so. Yeah, you know, so people crazy. while getting an autograph, regardless, is a great thing, especially if it's somebody that's really big. Yeah, having it actually on card, it's more. I guess for the collector, it would be a more intimate mm-hmm. 
encounter, almost like you're going to a con yep. and you're laying the card down and they're signing it. And they're, they're not putting it on a card. sticker. Yeah, exactly. They're touching the card and they're making the effort to put their signature on the card for you. Exactly. So that creates a little bit more intimacy among collectors and, and the people they want signatures from. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to round out the great signatures in the set, you've got some of the Bond girls like Halle Berry's one of the top sellers uh, overall, not mm-hmm. just for Bond girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Hatcher's another one. You have Jane Seymour for people who might be a little bit older like I am. Know her <laughs> from uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She was a Bond uh, girl. Uh, and you have Sheena Easton who sung the title track to For Your Eyes Only, easily one of the most iconic Bond theme songs that have ever been recorded. So you have a lot going on with this product. It's There's a lot of variety. They touch base on a lot of the different films in the franchise. Mm-hmm. They have a Skyfall expansion set. But nice. the autographs are definitely... There's relics, but I, you know, the big sells the autographs. Yeah, if you get I, the autographs, you're good. Yeah, you know, I think that that's a huge point for a lot of non-sports products. Yes. I, I haven't really dove in detail in in a lot of non-sports like you have, mm-hmm. but I feel you know, just as a collector, a basic collector who is a huge fan of James Bond, that would be what I went for. You know, yes, exactly, is, is the autograph, and, and same for other big movies. You know. Uh, so that, you know, something that I could see in the future, I know this product is, is doing really well and hopefully they continue to do it each year, but to try and get Sean Connery, to try and get all the other bonds and put, you know, a booklet card together of all the signatures, all on card, all the relics, you know, something to make it just this big, massive hit to make people just want to buy box after box after box to get that, you know? Yes, and you know the good thing about this product is you get two hits per box. Yeah. So you get two autographs per box, and it's not unaffordable. It's on, they're only six going for around sixty dollars a box. That's crazy. So it's affordable. You're going to get your money's worth hopefully in a box. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a home run uh, product. I think so. Definitely. Now uh, let's talk about garbage pail kids. Ah, garbage pail okay. kids taking me back to my. My my youth when I was 10 years old. Yeah. So the 30th anniversary, this is kind of a big deal. You know, 30 years. Beckett, this is the 30th year. Upper Deck, 25 years. So 30 years, big deal. Garbage Pail Kids been around for a while. You just informed me uh, they were a parody off Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes. Which that's, I kind of was a little younger, but I do remember those. Yes. Uh, So this is something that I'm definitely going to have to check out more. But what's what's been going on with that set? We we uh, I brought it up during the upcoming products and pricing that's coming out this upcoming week. I think on Friday, correct? Yes. Yeah. So what's what's kind of been going on with this massive special product this year? I believe that some. I think some of the reach. I think retail packs have been released. Okay. At like Target and places like that already, um, which is kind of been you know that's kind of been the case with some products for quite some time but the official release of all the hobby stuff mm-hmm. is friday okay um but garbage show kids series two for 2014 is coming out uh like we said on friday mm-hmm. um you know it's your typical uh typical garbage show kid product there's 132 cards um you're gonna get uh 66 cards of each variation set a and set b and as i explained before and for viewers who might not be aware of garbage show kids um, get out from the, under the rock you're living in. No, <laughs> uh, Ouch. No, no, I, but no, they have two variations and yeah. you know, they, an A and a B and they create, uh, they, they create specific names for the same, 
the same image. Yeah. So like, you know, the most iconic is obviously Adam bomb who has the, the nuclear device and is the mushroom cloud coming over his head and <laughs> yeah. into the B variation is blasted Billy. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's your typical 132 card base set for garbage fill kids. You've got parallels, you've got the black, which are the most common. I would imagine, uh, there's an, I haven't found the odds for those probably one in one pack or one every two packs. Um, you got the silver, which is one per box printing plates. And then you've got the gold, which are serial numbered to 85 to represent, the fact that the first set came out in 1985. Yeah. And then hobby only parallels. You got metallic red canvas character backs, sepia. They, they, they get, they really have a variety of parallels that really appeal to different collectors of different types of cards. Mm -hmm. Um, but the highlight of the set, the set overall, the highlight is going to be, um, the superhero theme. Yeah. Because they are inserting uh, superhero theme, uh, battle cards, which are one in every three packs. So they basically parody superheroes. I, I can't remember the name of the card, but there's basically a parody of Wolverine. Instead of like the claws, the adamantium claws, he has like adamantium silverware, like forks and <laughs> knives yeah. and spoons. Um, and then they're doing like um, like comic parody cards Yeah, where they continue to parody the superheroes, but they'll have like comic covers. Yeah. Um, and they have other unusual things that they're going to put in there, like manufactured pack, patch relics of the superheroes and artist sketch cards signed by the artists, like I believe Brent Engstrom and uh, Joe Simcoe might be uh, might be involved somehow because they're usually attached to the Garbage Pail Kids and, and whatnot. But uh, cool, it's the usual fanfare with Garbage Pail Kids. They're mm -hmm. basically th the goals are to create a really great product uh, for collectors to get and basically gross the complete heck out of everybody that, they, <laughs> that opens packs of them because some yeah. of those cards can be pretty disgusting when you really think about the concepts yeah. behind them. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I'm hopefully we get a box in uh, to, to check out. That would I would really love to cool. do a box break of Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, and, that would be a lot of fun. You know, we'll work on that. But in relate in a related story to Garbage Pail Kids, mm -hmm. I, I feel I need to mention uh, 2014 Kamikaze Con which is going uh, will be going on uh, this weekend in Los Angeles. Okay. It's for those who don't know about it. It's Stan Lee's Comic Con. That's the Comic Con that you know Stan Lee has become synonymous with, and they are uh, Tops is releasing an eleven by seventeen um, special Garbage Pail Kids sticker of Stan Lee called wow. Smile and Stan. Yeah. <laughs> so those will be selling like hotcakes on eBay probably around sat whenever they're released, whenever I would imagine as soon as somebody gets one, he'll probably, oh, I got to put on eBay. Yeah. I got to see what I get with <laughs> um, But for those who are going to be at Kamikaze, you can pick one of those up at the Kamikaze Merchandise Booth, okay. uh, number 953, this weekend at Kamikaze Con. So I'm sure they'll be giving out all kinds of other neat little things yeah um, definitely so but you know that's the one to look out for so it's a special edition yeah that you know I, I just sometimes i wish i was living in la i mean i hate la i'm sorry if, <laughs> i'm sorry if there's anyone out there that's from la you hate but, la with that giant's shirt you're wearing right now well, i can't imagine uh, yeah you know being from northern california <laughs> you just gotta grow up and hate la but you know i'm jealous because they get all these great you know events you know that i mean comic-con is one thing but to have stan lee put his own Comic-Con on Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah, that's that's insane. You know, so I just I would love I would kill to go to something like that. And next time Dallas has theirs, I'm going to I am really I, and I'm honest, I, I'm really going to try and go because yeah. it's just something that personally I wouldn't normally do, but I'm still interested in. Yeah, you know? it's where you get all the good stuff, man. You're going to yeah. have and, you know, 
in relation to what we were talking about two weeks ago, there will be limited edition Funkos released at yeah. Kamikaze <laughs> as well. So yeah. I believe the the Hobbit um, is going to be releasing soon. Oh, wow. So there might be limited edition Hobbit characters that are released at uh, at Kamikaze. So so yeah, that that's who knows. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's part of the appeal is the sometimes is the surprise element yeah. of what what is what is it Tops is going to do? What is it Funko is going to do? Mm-hmm. What can I get at this Comic Con? Yeah, definitely, that's, that's unique. Yeah. So speaking of other uh, shows, Philadelphia just had one this past weekend. And, yes. and some big news came out. Some some new licenses came out. Yes, uh, Philly non sports card show. They have uh, two big ones a year. One in the fall. One in spring. So yep. the next one will be in May. Okay. But uh, they announced Cryptozoic announced uh, they've acquired four new licenses to make into card products. And you know, I, just judging from the popularity, I haven't seen any of these shows yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, twenty five hours a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Arrested Development is is the one I would imagine is probably the leader yeah. that, that's going to be very unique because it has this cult following that I've I, I'm definitely familiar with. Yes. Uh, so Arrested Development is is one of those. The Flash, which I've heard is really fantastic, haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the I think they're only three episodes in, and it's like a ratings a rating smash. Yeah. So, huh. um, and then you have uh, Outlander, yes, which is kind of like a fantasy period piece. I think it's on the Stars Network. Okay, and it's based on um, it's based on novels. It's basically about this woman who she's in World War II, and then she touches this magic stone, and then she's transported back to seventeen hundred Scotland. And, wow. And meets this Outlander, and yeah, yeah. and they have adventures and whatever. Hmm. Uh, the other one is Penny Dreadful, which is a fairly new television series on Showtime. And it's basically kind of horror elements to it. They they incorporate things like um, Dorian Gray, okay. uh, the 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 portrait of Dorian Gray, and mm. things like that. I think there's some Frankenstein elements into it as well. Yeah. But uh, these are fairly new shows, uh, with the exception of Rest of Development, which you know, like I they said, it's a yeah. cult hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the potential for Rest of Development is great because you have a lot of um, iconic character actors that were in that show. Yep. Who just so happened to make a really great ensemble cast for what I understand. Jason Bateman. Yep. Um Will Arnett. Uh yeah, Will Arnett, Jeffrey Tambor, who's got there's a new um there's a new series he's in, which I guess is like he, he's in, in talks for Emmy awards. Oh, really? Already. Yeah. Oh wow. Um so Michael Sarah's in it, who's always a big comedy guy. Michael Sarah, David Cross. Yeah. If People don't know who David Cross is. Google Hilarious. him. You, you will seriously laugh until you yeah. <laughs> either vomit or yeah. <laughs> curl, curl up in the fetal position and cry in the corner of your room. Well, you know, with with Arrested Development, you know, the first thing I thought other than autographs was was relics. You know, yes. I, I was a huge fan of the show when when they were coming out. And, you know, if if you have seen the show with David Cross and his jorts, uh, you know, he would he would go into the shower or he would, you know, be naked but he would always have these jorts on. So what better <laughs> to have a card with, you know, a uh, uh, used jorts, you know, yeah. on there. Or, you know, there's there's so many different ways. I mean, a, a, try and put a banana peel, even though it might go rotten, you know. Oh, I don't, my I don't goodness. know. <laughs> my goodness. You know, like, there's the the list is endless for, for a show like that. So that's, you know, I'm super pumped for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I think... I think one of the things I notice about these these shows is uh, they're very broad and and they're very eclectic in, mm-hmm. in regards to the 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 genre, yeah. the content, and 
the networks that they are on because Arrested Development was on Netflix, correct? It after was, it was on, yeah, it was on it was, Fox, um, on got Fox canceled. And, yeah, it went to Netflix, and it seems like that's the that's the trend that's happening now. Is Netflix is picking up a lot of a lot of TV shows, but yeah. I guess they have to be called internet shows now because they're on Netflix. Yeah, um, <laughs> Daredevil, I think, is one of them. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure maybe, and I've heard Daredevil's pretty good, so yeah. maybe somebody's going to shop that to a card company. Um, and, you know, obviously we've got the superhero genre in TV now, so, I, I mean, I would imagine there's someone trying to get the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. license. And of course. So the room for, the potential for, for all this stuff is just, it is so vast yeah. now with, with all the TV shows going to, to uh, the websites and um, and the cable, I mean, yeah. there's just such a vast market out there. It, this is what makes non-sports a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Not just collect. I mean, just watching what comes out yeah. is is really, really entertaining. Yeah, and like, you know, you brought up Netflix and we talked off air beforehand. You know, all those shows like House of Cards, huge mm-hmm. hit. You know, you, yeah. you can you can do a whole political you know, card route, you know, and then with Orange is the New Black, you know, that that's a big uh, following, too. So it's like the list is endless. As long as you put out a decent show on Netflix, that's a whole nother avenue. You know, it's it's unbelievable that the it just continues to things continue to pop up, even though you think that how can you get any better? You know what I mean? It really seriously wouldn't shock me if all the shows that we've mentioned that don't have card sets yeah. get card sets. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you just you have it's it, it's just such a, a such a different atmosphere now than it was back when I started collecting. Because back when I started collecting in, in late '80s, I mean, people probably would have just scoffed at the idea. Oh. Who wants to get a Cheers uh, <laughs> card set? Now I look back on thinking that would have been a cool card set to have. Yeah. So, you know, you, you just have this just vast wealth of possibilities in non-sports and yeah. always will, in, in, especially in the next five, ten years. Well, I mean, you know, with the whole streaming of, of shows, how you can literally sit and watch an, uh, an entire season in a day. You know, people want it now, want everything now. So yep. it's like... I finished House of Cards. I need more. Let me go buy trading cards, you know, to, to yeah. just get my fix. You know, so I could see uh, companies jump on that bandwagon because people want it now. People want more. They, they can't settle for what they get right now, you know? No. So it's, I mean, it, the, the future is scary, but in a good way for, for the non-sports market. Yes. I just... Superhero movies. Yeah. TV shows on television and Netflix. I mean, it's there's there's going to be a lot of stuff to come that's going to be going to be really interesting, and and I you know I look forward to being there to checklist and port all that in the system and twenty five hours. Hopefully, a day. do yeah, yeah. twenty five hours. Well, it might be we might be on Men in Black time by then. Yeah. It might be thirty seven hours a day at that at that point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot coming out, and there's a lot to look forward to in non sports. Definitely. Well, Matt, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Everyone loves you, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we had a few comments saying, Matt, great job. We want you on more. So you are you mean, an official. Uh, I don't know Beckett Radio Insider. How about I mean, there that? haven't been any you know people calling for me to be drawn and quartered yet. No, and, not yet. And thrown out into no. You're you know. you're not Chris Holds. Uh, yeah. I, well, you yeah. Know. So you're, I, you're well, good. I, I have I have work to do. Then yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to work. Then. All right, <laughs> Matt. Thanks so much. No problem.
Okay, so let's uh, bring in two baseball guys who know a little bit about the hobby and a tiny bit about baseball. <laughs> hey, look, it's Chris Olds. I've definitely got the tiny bit covered. And uh, company Brian, Brian Fleischer. Brian, what's up? Hello, Derek. How are you doing? <laughs> very <laughs> company. Serious. Very company. Very company very, and very serious. Very today. serious. So, yeah, let, let's bring it down a notch. Uh, unfortunately, a prospect in Major League Baseball passed away uh, way too soon. Oscar Tavares died age 22 uh, in the Dominican Republic over, I think it was on Monday? Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. 26th, I think. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so that, that kind of hit the waves pretty hard especially during the game with the world series because there's a lot of dominican players both on the giants and the royals uh juan perez was said to pretty much be in tears in the dugout and he even had to pinch hit and he had a great two-run double or something like that so it was a big deal for both clubs now let's talk about the whole hobby and how it's going to affect trading cards of his chris old's tweeted a picture of just a redemption. Nothing else, just a redemption card. And it inspired some reactions. Yeah, and there were there were definitely reactions. Were they a, positive reactions or negative reactions? A little bit of both. What do you think, Chris? I think people want to see in a card whatever they want to see in a card. And in that instance, they didn't necessarily see what I saw on a card. Okay. Well, How's that for saying nothing while saying something? That works. <laughs> that That's perfect. Uh but no, let's let's seriously talk about you know with Oscar Tavares, he he was a highly touted prospect, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a system that was regarded maybe one of the dynasties here in recent years, with the Cardinals always being at the top or being very, very highly close. collectible team. Yeah, it, so he he was kind of you know Albert Pujols left, other than Yadier Molina, maybe he was kind of the guy to fill his shoes in the coming years. Potentially, but Pot- yeah, that's the key is the potential. Yeah. He was the number three overall prospect entering this season via uh, Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, MLB.com. So yeah. basically one of the top players, period, with you know in terms of potential. Um, obviously, when that happens, he's an expensive guy on cards. Yeah, he, he, he's got cards going back to 2011. He's got 624 cards in our database. So That's he's a lot. Not, yeah, yeah, for a guy who's, you know – just barely made his debut this year. That's a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, he only had a handful in 11. And actually, um, 254 of those cards are all autographs. Yeah, that's correct. And 41 have memorabilia. Look at I that. Didn't care there about you go. That Look at much. that. <laughs> one's got a piece There's of paper, some, one's got a phone. There you that's go. Right. Second.com news. news. I'm reading my own story We've right now. <laughs> done our research here. But he, he wasn't a rare autograph, no, which some of these after. guys are. Um, you know, he was a highly touted. Um, the card companies were, you know, <coughs> putting him in products because he was highly touted, mm-hmm. um, and he signed a lot. And he I signed mean, a lot. He did. He's he wasn't he wasn't like I said. He he's not rare. Right. Um, his staff was all over the hot list for a long time. Um, it seemed like a lot of you so know when a new product came out, his one of his autograph was one of the. The top ones that people were chasing, all Byron Buxton and who yeah. else was in there? Kind of like Clint well, Frazier like, yeah. and Austin Meadows. It says guys. a lot when people on Twitter have his nickname as Ted Williams. So, you know, that, there, was, yeah. that was out there on yeah. Twitter. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it ever stuck, but people called him that, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where clearly he was successful and clearly people had him stockpiled. They were mm-hmm. in, he was in demand. So, so now that he passed away, what is kind of the main objective for collectors who have <coughs> stockpiled his cards? Are they going to keep them 
for the time being? Are they going to try and just get rid of them ASAP? Like what? What's what's been going on in the past couple of days? Well, I think it depends on on what kind of collector you're talking about. Yeah. I guess that the Cardinals fan, the you know, they're going to probably keep at least some of them. The prospector, they were buying looks, to sell from. Yeah, the they were buying to sell from the beginning. So now they're probably trying to make trying their to sell. Money yeah, trying to trying to do something, back. get yeah. something. Um, his his 2012 Bowman Chrome autograph, really plentiful. Yeah, and it's really it it's. It's kind of tanked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a hundred and twenty dollar card, fifty one twenty just last <coughs> week. Um, recent sales are fifteen, twenty, yeah. twenty five dollars. <laughs> There's not a lot of them. I was actually surprised. I was just looking at it before. I was I was actually surprised it had dropped that quickly. Yeah, typically, it's not. And typically, short term, there's always a bump. The, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was kind opposite. of expecting, but it was the complete opposite. At least on that one, because he his, was already expensive. Yes, because he was already expensive, and he was early. You know, like we were saying, a, a highly touted prospect. His his more recent autographs, like Topps Chrome in 2014, those are kind of stable. Those are those all book anywhere from 1025, 1540, 2050. Those are all pretty stable and kind of. You're close to high book on some of them, um, so the cheaper Tavares autographs are, are kind of holding steady for now. Mm-hmm. That first Bowman Chrome, which was his most popular card, um, really just just got hammered. Just, now, just now, is that kind of the norm for players who pass away, no. or or is this kind of just because he's got so much out there right now? Well, it, it's the two. It's two parts. I mean. The typical the typical reaction from people in general, like if it's a card person or celebrity, whatever, they they like, oh, I want something up, up. I want a piece of that person's legacy. So, yeah, for yeah. example, Michael Jackson died. People went buying his albums. They went buying whatever they could find. They yep. wanted it. Yep. Okay, that's the natural reaction because essentially people took it for granted. Oh, it's there. I'll get one eventually. Mm-hmm. Especially with autographs, whether it's a celebrity or card you know baseball players whatever mm. you know so so when someone dies there is a, there's a pocket of people saying oh i need to get one i want one now and that's weird but that's a natural reaction you want what you 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 now see as something that's more limited or mm-hmm. you, just, you you feel like you'd better not put it off um you know in this case there's some of that reaction but he, he was already so expensive because he was so popular that the reality is is the stockpilers probably are bailing yeah you know so therefore there's probably an influx of supply with maybe not as much demand because a, a lot of people may have been buying him based on potential to be that star player. Yep. So now he's, his his cards are going to have a legacy of an unfortunate early you know death. Mm-hmm. I mean that's you know it's happened a lot in sports. Uh, Nick Aidenhart. Yeah. You know, but again, Nick Aidenhart wasn't a, a he was, highly right, he touted a, prospect with hundred hundred dollar autograph cards. Correct. Say the, uh, Brian Cole. From the Mets in the early two yep. thousands, uh, Darnell Stenson. There's was lots another of players, one yeah. from the again. These are all prospects who had they were cards, not as high profile, but you know what? They were they were common prospects who might have gotten a call up at some right. point or did. You know, in some cases, um, <coughs> Aidenhart was was selling well and pitching well, from what I remember. That was oh five, six, seven, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, but like Chris was saying, he. They weren't anywhere near the level of Tavares, and I really can't think of anyone in baseball where who, it's gone where crazy. Where was like you know uh, someone who passed away who was that highly touted, kind of in their prime? Well, even I mean, but even I, I think I mean it, it, 
like people like like Tony Canigliaro didn't die, but he got hit in the face and it dramatically changed his career. Mm-hmm. People always hold that guy fondly for that reason yeah. and his story beyond just what he did on the field. And I think in this case, you're going to have that legacy of what could have been with Oscar Tavares. And that'll always he'll always be recognized on cardboard because of that. It's always going to be the, like, the oh, man, it's it's like a bummer, but it's not because yeah. it's like there it is. It's right in front of you. You know, it happened, but there's your there's your card. That's mm-hmm. if you truly valued collecting, then that card should mean something to you. I think at least that's my opinion. So yeah. like, for example, that, that night I wrote my story and literally sitting on my desk unscratched was my box of stadium club from three weeks ago. Yep. I got a Tavares redemption autograph. So I was like, all right, what do I do? I literally sat there and said, well, there's no point in trying to sell this. Cause I really don't even care about selling cards. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'll scratch it. If I get it, that's fine. If I get something else, that's fine too. I really doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just one of those, like, I'll scratch it and see what happens. Well, it turns out tops announced the previous Friday and it's redemption fulfillments. All of his cards were signed. Okay. So it was, you know, I was getting the card and didn't even know it. Yeah. So, so what it comes down to is, you know, for me, I mean, people always have this reaction. All oh, the vultures are selling off their cards, you know, like, for example, Dale Earnhardt died in 2001. I lived in uh, Alabama, an hour away from Talladega. We, me and a buddy went to Walmart on the lunch breaks just to see, like, if stuff was selling. The entire toy aisle had been pillaged. The stuff was gone. People yeah. were buying it because they wanted it. And it turns out that his death changed NASCAR, mm-hmm. made it more household, it made it more watched yep. because everybody latched onto the story of his son. Yeah. You know, the greatest, pl- the greatest driver in the sport died during the premier event, yeah. the final lap. I mean... So there's, you know, there's two ways to look at this. And, you know, some people chose to rag me for writing his obit story. Yeah. And they chose to rag the fact that I tweeted a photo. But, you know, they read into it what they read into it. They didn't read what I wrote. Exactly. So that, that's y- a natural reaction, though. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own opinions and, and they, they can react the way that they want because yeah. that's how you are as a person. Right, and, and also, too, I wasn't sitting there saying, oh, go buy this card. Yeah. This is going to be really expensive. And that wasn't that's, it at all. That's why I, I kind of wanted <laughs> to talk about this, you know, not just for, you know, the future of his cards and all that, but, but just a reaction, you right. know, with, with people in general, how, how, how skewed it can get with yeah. a simple picture. Positive you, or negative. You, you, had, you, you said nothing. It was a simple redemption card, and that's that's the beauty of it. You you put it out there to just see what collectors it was like would say. a little piece of art. It inspired all kinds of reactions. Yeah, and that wasn't the intent whatsoever. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, <laughs> it w- it was definitely interesting. It, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not the baseball guy, but you know, maybe his cards might spike a little. Yeah, Probably not, but honestly. Yeah, it, I mean, he's he's always going to be have a place with Cardinals fans because of the yeah. what if factor. I mean, um, yeah, he, he hit his first home run in his first game, then hit a massive home run in the in playoffs against playoff the Giants. Game. Like that, you know, that was that was big for yeah. a prospect like him. You know, yeah, he, no doubt because he was going to be competing for a starting job this fall. I yeah, mean, he played this season, but he was he only played like eighty games and hit like two forty. Yeah, not too crazy. Nothing but, amazing. Yeah. But so, you know, the, basically his his potential was yet untapped. I mean, mm-hmm. he was on the verge of becoming that regular go to guy. You know, and his his legacy as a hitter was pretty strong. I mean, he had some injury problems last this last year or so, which is another reason why his stuff wasn't selling as well. Yeah, he had kind of started to cool off in the in the yeah. previous month. Like he when he got called up and hit his home run his first at bat or not for first game or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Um, you know, he kind of picked he was, up a little again. Yeah. But then you know, kind of as he settled in as a major leaguer, he, he kind of and 
didn't hit a home run every game, obviously. Yeah. That's reality. For <laughs> yeah, reality, game. you know, yeah. kind of set in. And he kind of, over the past, you know, few months has kind of, I wouldn't say gotten cold, but his cards have kind of tapered cooled off. off a bit, cooled yeah. off a the bit. The speculators had moved on to their mm-hmm. next Yeah, moved player. on to the next guy. And then they're, they're waiting for him to go out and hit 40 home runs so they can flip all the, the rest the, all the yeah. rest of them. Now, now, do you guys think in, in future products – you know that he has already been inserted into these products will they still go ahead and put him in there Um, like as planned i contacted tops and panini america on monday about this you know this story Mm tops said that uh the stadium club cards have been fulfilled they didn't elaborate on any future upcoming products um because i'm sure Tavares was planned his rookie cards are still coming in the rest of this year's products whether they're signed or not i don't know i haven't checked every checklist that's coming you know and obviously we don't have them still um, Panini America said they were meeting about the topic to figure out what their game plan was. Ultimately, this is one of those things that nobody plans for because they just don't foresee Obviously. it coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, with older players like Hall of Famers in the 80s and 90s, this these kind of things could happen too. They plan for a guy to sign it in July and he dies. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just the reality of this, you know, this business for it. I mean, every player, when they sign a deal, signs on knowing that they're creating a little commodity, and that's why they're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they I think they understand that, you know, that's their little legacy. Someone wants it. They get the business part of it. So, you know, in this case, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. If they had Tavares planned for upcoming sets, they're going to have to change their plans. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, could uh, could a card company do a little commemorative marking on the card front? It could happen. I asked Tops about that. Did not get a response. Mm-hmm. Um, 1964 Tops. Ken Hubbs has an, a memoriam card. Uh, Pro set in the 80, late 80s, early 90s did memorial cards when players like Stacy Turan and Fred Washington died. They just put a little simple notation on the front saying the years they were alive. Mm-hmm. You know, just simple ways to like reflect their cards being the in the here and now yeah. the newest mm-hmm. you know the newest updated card card companies could do that could i see it happening probably because i mean Tavares is going to have that kind of legacy like next opening day i mm-hmm. guarantee you the cardinals will have a moment yeah. to to remember their oh, yeah. their players yeah. so you know could it happen probably will it happen 50-50 maybe yeah. uh, you know I don't know. But He's got a really cool card. Just, uh, this is kind of off topic. Tops update. His tops update is kind of giving a curtain call. Um, yeah. It's kind of a horizontal card. And it's it it was selling. I mean, it wasn't the parallel. There was a parallel that was that was a twenty dollar card, but it was yeah. it was selling better than his rookie card in the update set, um, which was a couple bucks. And this one was maybe five or six dollars. Right. And, and yeah. it was a really cool shot of him standing outside the dugout you know from behind given the mm-hmm. given the curtain call and so. that's the thing people are latching on to it because they like it and they appreciate that card just like a, it doesn't have to have an autograph to be of substance to someone yeah, exactly yeah. You know? exactly like the big poppy boston strong card there's a reason that you know that strikes resonates with people yeah. you know the, the pose that moment oh yeah you know so people are going to read into it that in this case a positive what they they see that photo they like that photo they want that card mm-hmm. they'll pay more for that card yeah or they'll have more competition to buy that card so yeah. that's the nature of how all this works you know it's not like we say it's worth 50 bucks and people go buy it for 50 bucks you know the, the collectors want it they go out they buy it yeah and then we we document what they buy stuff for yeah so you know it's 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 a fascinating debate for people but at the same time you know, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my stories, when I write obituary stories like this, which I haven't written as many lately just because it's so busy, um, 
you know, I always mention or I sometimes mention the fact that, you know, his cards typically sell for X amount before the news. Why do I do that? Because I don't want someone to overpay for his cards. It happens all the time. Something happens, well, here, buy it for $9,000. Not really, but that's an exaggerated Mm -hmm. example. You know, this way people know at least what it typically used to sell or could sell for. So they don't get taken for a ride either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. You know, they did a uh, the Venturis guy or whatever, the pitcher yeah, for the Royals. Bono. He did that really cool thing on his hat. The hat's in the Hall of Fame. Hats, yeah, Cooperstown. So that, that, that was a cool little tribute there. And the Cardinals, there was a picture on Twitter. The Cardinals had the right field uh, lights uh, on, kind of shadowing the right field because I guess – you know, obviously and actually, Topps Bunt did something as well. Topps' online card game. Mm-hmm. I think they created a commemorative card, if I'm not mistaken. I remember seeing something on Twitter the other day. Yeah. I can't open it fast enough because my internet connection is slow. Way to go. Way but, to go. Um, yeah, so definitely sad news, you know, especially with such an awesome World Series matchup that's been going on. Seventh game. As we're taping this, it's seventh game is tonight. Uh, so that that's big news. So when people hear this... We will have a World Series champion, hopefully the, the Giants. Will be um, the Giants team. will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris has got his orange shirt on. Yeah, I got. I've got the Beckett baseball already done with the Giants winning it. That's oh, what I'm not really talking so about. Sad. That is I what I'm hope talking the about. Win. I so <laughs> hope they win. Actually, I don't know if Bunt did a commemorative card. It looks like they just reported something. So I okay. thought they had made a card. Well, Maybe not. Way to uh, misreport things here. It <laughs> happens. Appreciate it. Uh, let, let's go to something a little bit lighter in the hobby, uh, so we don't end on a sad note. Derek Jeter. Well. Kind of sad. Derek Jeter's retiring, so that kind of oh, sucks. Man. Uh, the the captain is, you know, his farewell season is over with. Oh, Hashtag respect is, is oh, no more on Twitter. That's a good thing. With the number two, that, that was a little annoying. But uh, Panini's doing something cool. Buybacks. They are. That's sweet. Buybacks are fun. Buybacks are always fun. Let's talk about Derek Jeter and, and his pack, his, his pack, his impact with these buyback autographs in uh, future Panini products. I can recap the story for you real yes, fast. please well, do. Yeah. On Saturday, Panini America teased the fact that Derek Jeter buyback autographs are coming to its upcoming baseball products. Um, because they're buybacks, they are fully licensed, MLB-logoed, previously produced cards. Um, in this case, they just got them signed via Steiner Sports, and they're going to insert them into packs of various upcoming products for the next, who knows, six months. Yeah. Um, starting with Don Rist- or Panini Classics, um, which That's comes coming out in, in a couple weeks, November nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will have a pair of previously issued Donruss Classics cards signed by That's Jeter. Cool. They said it would be extremely limited quantities, not numbered that that they announced at least. And uh, so there you go. We're going to have the first Jeter cards in a few years in packs. Yeah. Now what? Let's get the pricing side of this. What What will the impact be on his prices with these cards? They're gonna. <laughs> this is gonna sound very obvious. They're gonna sell for a lot of money. Okay. How about that? Yeah, that? <laughs> that works. I, I, I think I'm you throwing went out you a softball, Brian. Going, yeah, really. I, I'm trying to keep you involved <laughs> yes, with all your yes. sco- uh, squiggly marks on yes, the page. Yes. Um, <laughs> it really depends on the volume. Yeah, it depends on the volume. It could be. It depends. <laughs> you know, it could be a several hundred dollar card. It could be <coughs> a five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar card. If there's yep. two of them, the first one may sell for eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, just because it's limited and it's something new. Yeah. Um, but if there there are ten of them online. It may be a, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, mm. two to four hundred, two fifty-five, something like that. Have you checked to see like what's he? What does he? T- what's his typical starting price for an auto? Just generally speaking, you probably you're looking two? 
152, somewhere in that range. He hasn't had a substantial volume of autographs in five, six, seven years at yeah. least. Yeah, he's he he's he's definitely not a cheap autograph. He was the high. Well, I take that back. Mike Trout surpassed him mm-hmm. this year, but the highest price veteran that uh, you know, the highest price veteran in baseball. Um, non-retired veteran. Now he's retired, and and there's some guys who sell a little a little better. Um, but he was selling strong all season. Parallels and I mean uh, inserts. He's, dri- he's going to drive sales of products. I mean that's the most obvious thing is people are going to buy more classics now because they think they can get the Jeter autograph. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's common sense. That's why they went out and got him. Yeah. You know, that's that's money. I mean, I don't know what his Steiner fee is, but I'd imagine it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Because <laughs> like know, a signed ball is like five hundred bucks. Yeah, or something. I'm sure it's not cheap, and I'm sure you know, Panini had to pay quite a bit of money mm-hmm. to get these autographs. So I'm sure they're not going to be. A hundred of, no. of every one or Probably something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, it may only be, uh, I mean, I don't Probably know. Probably 20 at the yeah, most. Yeah, maybe, you know, 10, 20, yeah. 5, 10, 20, depending on the card. So they're going to be tough. So, you know, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they were, you know, 500 to $1,000. But they are buybacks too. So And, and there's a Steiner sticker on the back. I don't know if they're going to add any dramatic extra stamping. So that may actually not help the price too. True. Thinking out, just thinking out loud, because yeah. yeah. he does have some in-person autographs, probably not a lot. But, yeah. But I mean, but the reality is though, is he hasn't had a lot of cards. He was locked up with Upper Deck as an exclusive guy for years. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, or at least for a good a part while. of the two thousand. Going to be in, like you said, this the scarcity and the the newness, the yep. the different, the, something different, just something new yeah, that people you, can chase. You can go out and find a Jeter autograph, like we were saying, for a couple hundred bucks. It's not right. hard to find them on cards. Right. Um, he's got plenty of them. Um. But when he does have these kind of something new to go mm-hmm. after, they do tend to kind of explode, especially the first ones. And also, too, I, if I had to bet, and I don't know anything for sure here, this is just pure speculation, but but they're probably going to watch the sales the sales of these cards closely to see how much demand there is. <laughs> I mean, they <clears throat> they know there's going to be demand. Yeah. But if it, if they exceed what they think is expectations or if, you know, if they sell more product than they think they thought they would – they're going to do more, I'm sure. Yeah, they're yeah. going to see if is it worth it. Is it worth us the cost? Whatever mm-hmm. we paid, is it worth it? To do more. Yeah, yeah, to do more. Did we sell more product? Are the cards selling? Do people even care? Which I think they will. They will. will yeah, yeah. They, they will. It's Jeter and it's, you know, it's a yeah. buyback and it's an autograph. So they'll care. Um, but I guess they'll have to do kind of a some sort of analysis to see hey, was yeah. was it was this investment in Jeter buybacks worth it for future products and and if it is then like Chris is right we'll, good we'll old see metrics more of them. good old yes, metrics metrics. Yeah. metrics are fun yeah do you think that the card companies will do something like this for a player 20 years down the line a la Mike Trout when if he they retires can. I mean if they can get the player to sign if there's the reason to, for him to sign that I think they would good, I mean, I, 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 the reason I bring it up is who's going to be in in as big of a, a demand as Derek Jeter, when once that person's retirement is upon them, you know what I mean. In other words, who's the next big veteran to yeah. retire? That's a good question. I, it's a really good question because you know Paul Konerko retired, but no not yeah, not, yeah, not you know unfortunately. Uh, I yeah. would probably I would probably have to say Ian Kinsler would probably be ne- would be next. Get in line. out right now! I'm not even doing the Swisher answer on that one. It'll be for me. It'll be sad. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, who are your all time? Who are your leading active I mean, uh, I pitchers? He's, he's, I mean, yeah, but, kind of, but I think Pujols Pujols is off a little it. bit. But he's he's 
probably the next big hobby superstar yeah, who's but getting But he went to the dark side and went to the angel, you know. And he I, also I, signs, so but it's yeah, not that big of a deal. If, if he stayed on the Cardinals, if they won more championships, I think he would have been a definite next-in-line guy. Yeah. Well, I but, guess it'll depend on Trout, but, but Trout's going to start signing more. Well, um, his exclusive. Yeah, you know. well, yeah. He'll, he'll have you know tops autographs, and he's got a lot of autographs now. I'm a lot, not yeah. compared to some. I mean, comments, it would it would have been a rod, but we all know that ship is. Yeah, sailed. that's uh, probably that's yeah, that's probably the next big name, you know, right? Ninety four home runs. Uh, I mean, yeah. can't really think of. I mean, ninety five rookie cards. Anybody? Ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven had a lot of names, but most of those guys are done too. Yeah. Yeah, ninety seven had a lot of pitchers like Roy Halladay. The pitchers there might be a few, but I mean, uh, in terms of hobby movement, there yeah. probably aren't going to be special commemorative sets even for like Tom Glavin or Greg Maddox would have been candidates, but mm-hmm. they're gone. They're yeah, gone. Exactly. They're Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it would I don't probably know. be somebody like Pujols or A Rod, but A Rod is such you He's, know. Yeah, so there's too much. There's, yeah, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Gonna I don't do think car anything. companies would want to touch that. No, you know probably I mean? not. It, no. It, there's no reason because there's no demand. We're yeah. done. People are done with him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so yeah, I think it's definitely interesting to think about that because I don't think it's going to happen. The future of the hobby, so to speak. Who's yeah, but, the next. Big, well, it's know? just you know if if you look at the correlation between the hobby and the actual sport. You know, baseball has changed over the last even 10 years. <laughs> so you have a guy with Derek Jeter who who grew up idolizing the Yankees and, and was with the Yankees all throughout his career, and he was the epitome of baseball for so long. For some fans. Yeah, well, yeah, for a lot of fans. But uh, the game has changed so much that you don't really have that free agency. That's has obviously changed that. That's, that's a good yeah. question. The, now, the now the drug Jeter's issues gone, of the sport, really. Now that Jeter's gone, who's the longest tenured who are the legacy players i mean clayton kershaw could be when he's done but he's too young yeah Yeah, but i don't think he's i with free agency players want the money i know but he's you know you can play for more than one team and still be a big name like king griffey jr he's always going to be a big name yeah but you all but you always are like he should have stayed with seattle yeah no it'll be interesting to see what happens uh it'll be interesting to see Next week when we talk the world about, champion giants, yeah, the world champion giants, how uh, how they will uh, be affected in this hobby. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully. world champion Royals just doesn't have the ring. It's yeah, got it the potential got there with it Hosmer and yeah. Gordon, but you but know, it's going it, to take a lot yeah. more than one ring for it to matter. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm still upset that JJ called me a fake Giants fan. That that kind of hurt. Well, it's the hair. It, it is what it is, but yeah, that that one kind of hurt a little bit. He, 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 yeah, Derek uh, is dressing up as a Giants fan. We own the pennant. All I had was a freaking T-shirt on, and I, he said I almost won the Halloween and a, contest. And a cubicle <laughs> full of Giants uh, stuff. Yeah, so it's like a shrine uh, to Buster Posey. Yeah, well, not really, but so let's let's wrap this up, guys. We appreciate it, uh, Oscar Tavares. Terrible thing, but I mean, maybe look out for his autographs. You know, you never know. Derek Jeter, that that's going to be huge. I wish I could get an autograph but i don't have a lot of money for that so i pulled sweet. one out of a pack 10 bucks wax box story to be told at a later date sweet that's good story for Short later one yeah brian anything? i don't have any Derek jeter autographs brian like a Derek jeter you autograph. know thank you Just i pulled three in my life i've gotten rid of two why would you do such a thing got a good deal trading you know, is fun as that, the guy said that is true all right guys we appreciate it as we were seeing jj run like a little schoolgirl out noise. there yeah that, that was kind of weird but uh, we appreciate it, guys. Live. Brian, Chris, deuces. Thank you. So special thanks to everyone who showed up to this radio show. 
Eric Norton, Matt Bible, Brian Fleischer, and Chris Olds. We had some great topics that we covered today. I mean, the Oscar Tavares passing away and, and his impact that he is going to have on the hobby. That's definitely interesting. It, it's very sad and unfortunate, but it's interesting to talk about. So I'm glad we covered that. Also, with the licenses with Cryptozoic, I thought that was fantastic. I'm really excited to see, hopefully, what they do with the rest of development. You never know. Like I said, if, if they make a David Cross Jorts card, I will be on that list to buy a box. Uh, and and the, the couple shows in, in Philadelphia that just happened this past weekend, as well as the L.A. Stan Lee, his own Comic-Con, uh, that's very cool, and I wish I was in L.A. to go check that out. So if you are in L.A. and you are going to that and you want to post a picture, send it to me. I would love to see it. Just say, hey, Derek, check this out at, at the L.A. Uh, Kamikaze or whatever it's called. Uh, wish you were here or, or hope you're jealous. That, that would be really cool to see. So post that on our Twitter page at Beckett Radio. I would love to check that out. Thanks to Matt and Eric for coming on and talking about 2014 Panini Country Music product that's coming out here in uh, December. That's the first music featured product for a genre. So that's going to be interesting to see what exactly uh, or how exactly the collectors are going to react to this product. Hopefully, like we said in that little talk, they might branch into other genres. That would be very cool. Now, we did have a giveaway this past week, and it was for a brand new box of 2014 Panini Hall of Fame Baseball. Uh, got that from Scott Prusha of Panini, so shout out to Scott Prusha for that. I, I appreciate the giveaway. Uh, so we're going to pick a brand new winner here, and the winner is, drumroll please, Bat Cave LV, at Bat Cave LV. That's Tracy's Box Breaks. Congratulations, you posted or you sent us a, a, a reply on Twitter. You said, I love Tony Gwynn growing up as a Padre fan. He was taken from us too soon. I completely agree with that. I met Mr. Gwynn in spring training one year, and he was so nice, uh, just uh, all-around class act, and he was definitely taken way too soon. Uh, so that's very unfortunate. But congratulations to Tracy's Box Breaks at Batcave LV. I will be sending you a message here very soon to get your address so we can give you this box of 2014 Panini Hall of Fame. Thank you to everyone who replied and, and put in an entry for this. We will be doing a giveaway soon, so check that out. Little quick update. Beckett Auctions is having their November auction going on this Sunday. It starts this Sunday. It's focusing primarily on basketball, but we still have that Babe Ruth, Harry Frazee, one of one dual cut autograph card starting at a minimum bid of $1. Yes, you heard it right. $1 starting bid. So get your bids in for that card on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun to see who is willing to pay the most for that card. So check it out. Auctions.beckett.com. It's going to be live on Sunday and it's going to go through for two weeks. So get your bids in now. We do an Instagram contest. We have a regular contest for Beckett Auctions. If you want to check us out on Instagram, I post a lot of great pictures on that with, with new items coming in the, 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 the office. So check it out, at Beckett Auctions, all one word. Some really cool stuff going on there. But congratulations to Tracy's Box Breaks for 
for putting out that Tony Gwynn answer, and I'll be sending that box out to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Beckett Radio. Next week, we're going to have a great show for you guys, so stay tuned. It's going to be all about the Toronto Expo and a little preview. So if you are going to the show, you definitely do not want to miss this show. We're going to have Al Sinclair on. We're going to have Andrew Goldfarb, the guy who's in charge of autographs. We're going to have a lot of guys, so definitely check it out. But that wraps it up for me here at Becker Radio. Like I said, I'm Derek Ficken. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.